This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yeah, buddy. Uh, it's hour two of the G-Back Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up at 3.20, just for fun, we'll do a little uh, uh, Cowboys news of the day, but would you like maybe a, a, a tiny look at the draft and maybe a, a, a little free agent preview? You know, we are just three months away from NFL free agency Ooh. raging. Are there key Cowboys on the list? Who is on the list? Here's Wolchuk with your NFL news of the day. Oh, don't tempt me with a little draft talk. You know we're always ready for that. Uh, it is a terrible, terrible time in Philadelphia for a lot of that fan base, man. The sky is falling after two bad losses to the Niners and the Cowboys. And Derek Gunn, who is one of the reporters there in Filthy, said, quote, I've been going back and forth with a couple players in the locker room. And I'm like, what the heck's going on? The first response I got back was, we are very predictable. Look at our pass routes compared to the Cowboys' pass routes. Our pass routes take too long to develop. Whoa. Dallas gets their bleep out real quick. Wait a minute. Somebody actually said about our routes? Combinations? Shocking, right? How about that? And that ain't the killing more offense, boys. We've come a long way. Mm. Like, people are admiring our passing game that way? Eagles fans are watching. Oh, wait, where's all those comeback routes and high yeah. leverage situations the that hell? everyone in the building knew was going to happen? Man. This is a tell, like, you know the cool slang is about two years old when the newscaster starts using it. When um, when the Cowboys pick up the latest offense, you know the window of opportunity is very nearly done, you know, <laughs> as far as having a competitive advantage by running this. Man, uh, Nick Sirianni, of course, is saying we're not making any changes on the offense. We believe in what we're doing. Oh, you know, yeah. they're they're just going to stay steadfast. All right, we're not going to overreact to two games. We're still a good football team. But, I mean, you've got their bloggers and beat writers. They're talking about Howie Roseman. He hasn't put together a championship roster. I mean, they they think this team's trash. They think they're dead in the water. I mean, I, I know some Dak homers think that I believe Jalen Hurts is better, but I never have, not for a single day, and I, I think it's starting to be revealed. You took away just a little bit of his athleticism, and now they trailed at halftime six games in a row. <laughs> you know, this is uh, it's great. You know, I, I, this we might be setting up for the golden era of uh, the 21st century in the Cowboys. Their problem really, to me, is their pass rush or lack of. Yeah, you and know, I, one and, guy I mean, you can rely on. It, it really, yeah. If you could find a way to block Reddick, then you could kind of attack the secondary. And I think that's what people have kind of figured out. And it's probably what made the secondary look so good last year. When you lead the league in sacks, mm-hmm. you know, that marriage and that combination of we've got a really good pass rush. And, man, You're not asking these guys to do too much. I mean, losing uh, Gardner-Johnson clearly is yeah, a huge loss for them at linebackers safety. Linebackers have been a problem for them. Right, and they yeah. they haven't been healthy at linebacker. But What happened to Graham and Sweat? These guys were yeah. good. Well, Sweat could play. The problem is he just he gets there, but he can't finish. Or he can't. He, it's close. He's like a really close one. Yeah. And I think Graham, you know, the age is starting to show on Graham a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Yeah. And, that, and 
But they drafted they drafted those kids from Georgia, and they're all massive inside guys. And well, and Nolan Smith, they're asking to do a lot of coverage stuff. Yeah, and, that, and that's that, not his strength. No, that that matter of fact, the one huge play that went down the middle of the field, like thirty seven yards to to Ferguson, was Nolan Smith. I couldn't believe it. Was in coverage. Like, what like, are you doing right yeah. now? That is not Nolan Smith's game. You no. watched him at Georgia. Anytime they put him off ball and asked him to do that, I'm thinking, why? why? This is just a terrible decision. Yeah. That's not his strength. We did find out where the Super Bowl is going to be the next four years. So, obviously, this year it's at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. Next year it'll be at the Superdome in New Orleans. Two in a row. Then we've got Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara, California. Three in a row. And back to SoFi Stadium in L.A. for 2027. Four in a row without having to go to Phoenix or Houston Mm -hmm. or some crappy town. So, Sorry, Houston. Is that the one that's at Levi's Stadium there in Santa Clara, is that the 60th Super Bowl? It is. Is that Super Bowl 60? It is. Yep. So the Super Bowl 50 was hosted there, right, I believe, and now Super Bowl 60. You're right, yeah. yeah. It was uh, Broncos-Panthers there for Super Bowl 50. Yeah. Boy, we're going to be living it up. San Francisco's not bad, although the, the you walking. You the homeless deal was a bad situation. Yeah, the, okay, but there's so much to do. Once you traverse yeah. the yeah. homeless, now there's all sorts of historic bars and great walks and all sorts of awesome stuff to get to there. And Wolchuk's always wanted to drop a deuce on a curb. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, and I didn't, get that I didn't do that the last time Bucket I went to list. Bourbon, you know? Just, no, but that's a San Francisco I'm bit. I'm looking forward to the yeah. New Orleans got, one myself. Yeah. I'm That'll be really we'll, excited we'll be puking on that. Curve. Dude, I've been wanting to go back to New Orleans ever since the last time. Just give us your cash out. LA's going to be yeah, just no, okay. Well, I deleted that for a good reason. I'm not going to be going back there. I, I think it's ranked in order. For me, Las Vegas, New Orleans, San Francisco, Los Angeles. Los Angeles will probably be kind of a pain So I've butt. never been yeah. to San Francisco, but you guys did scare me when you were there. It didn't sound like the greatest trip. Minnesota was a bad oh, trip. Oh, there right? was stuff to complain about. There was stuff that was good but content. But it was still fun? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a neat place. It's different. This you is going to be a blast. Yeah. I, and, you know, you got the wharf there. A lot of it comes down oh, to how yes. good the weather is, but there's so much so much cool stuff to go uh, walk oh, around and the, see in San Francisco. That's uh, the clam chowder with the bread bowl, right? Darn right. Let's go. Mm-hmm. That's going to be amazing. Gentlemen, if I told you this a week ago, I think we all would have laughed out loud. Bart. Your offensive player of the week in the AFC, Zach Wilson. This time last week we were talking about, man, the guy doesn't want to play. He's broken. Maybe that's all they needed to do. They needed to bench him and then get him to say, I don't know if I really want to do this. Is this for me? And then throw him to the Wolves. And then when he went out there and he bleeping performed in Tommy Cutlets, Tommy DeVito is your (laughs) NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Shout out, of course, to Brandon Aubrey, who is your Special Teams Player of the Week. And then Oklahoma State's Tylen Wallace with his uh, walk-off touchdown on that punt return for the Ravens. But, gosh, both New York quarterbacks, AFC and NFC Offensive Players of the Week. It, I mean, that that was, that was not on a single preseason bingo card. Uh, wow. I mean, that either one of those guys would be that, Player man? of the Week, let alone the same parlay. league. What are the parlay on I that? I mean, if you had 5, a bet 000? on that, man, Holy you'd have made geez. a ton of money. No doubt. That would have been incredible. And we did officially get the vote today, the owners who are meeting here locally, that uh, they're going to have a regular season game in Brazil next season, expanding the international game schedule. I wonder who gets that first Brazil game. What city? Or just which teams they put in there. (laughs) What city? I was just wondering if I was thinking, what city is going to get Does Miami work for that? Actually, you know what? There was talk that maybe, because Dallas has nine home games next year, and the thought is that would Dallas give up one of those, Mm. the the ninth, their ninth home game in order to be the first team to play in Brazil. It could be fun. So it's been since 2014 since they went international yes. when they beat the Jags That's in London. in London. I was yeah. The thing about the Brazil, we talked about Argentina down there South America, really big uh New England Patriots oh, you said the Patriots. Patriots and Pittsburgh Steelers. 
Two big teams okay. down there. Well, I think I'd want to make that trip if they do play in Brazil. I've been, blast, I've been looking man. for one of those butt lifts, actually. Yeah. I hear that's the place well, to go with you get it. Talk about those bike, Brazilian you, booties, you, huh? You, you ride yeah. the bike so much, you're going to need a butt lift. That's right. Yeah. Big story today is uh, Cam Newton and his comments on his podcast. Now, I mean, do we take what Cam is saying here seriously, or is he doing this for clicks? But Cam's calling uh, several quarterbacks out for essentially just being game managers or bus drivers, if you will. Here's Cam. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, obviously Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Brack Parody, like, but Brock, let's, they're not winning because of him. He's not turning the ball over. He's managing the game. And if we were to put that in its own right as game managers, Brock, Parody, Tua Tonga Valoa, Jared Goff, and really Dak Prescott. Mm. These are game managers. They're, they're not difference makers. And when you say game manager, I'm not asking you to go out and win the game. I'm just asking you not to lose. Not to lose the game. That's, listen, motherfucker. I don't give a damn what you do. You don't have to score every time. You just don't have to throw a pick every time either. If we're going to really call a spade a spade, a game manager is different than a game changer. Interesting what Cam said. He's getting a lot of heat for this. Uh, I did think Kimberly A. Martin really put him on blast this morning on Get Up in the season that seems to be of the backup quarterback. She's like, where's Cam? Got no gig. Cam, you don't have a job. And you're out here calling these guys out. And then a lot of people are comparing Dak and Cam's statistics through eight seasons, both with 194 touchdown passes. Dak's got one more game-winning drive than Cam. Dak a significant number of less interceptions. Cam with 123, Dak with 71. Dak's completion percentage much higher, and that's also with Cam having, and that's like Cam's entire resume with four extra seasons compared to Dak. He's already caught up to some of those uh, touchdown numbers. So, yeah, I I don't agree with it when it comes to Dak. Uh, I think Brock Purdy's been able to open up that San Francisco offense a little bit more, but I I don't know that I love the term game manager anyway for a quarterback, but uh, a lot of people are disagreeing. I don't know if you guys think that he's making sense here or he's talking out of his rear. Uh, I, I think that he's. I think he's right on Tua. I think he's right on Goff, and who, I don't know who the other Purdy one is. Dak. Purdy and Dak. Well, uh, okay, so those are the four. I think yeah. he's got two of them right and two of them wrong. I think we we know Dak is more than a game manager, and I think we're seeing that Purdy is as well. Uh, I'm less sure of that, but I'm sure enough to say he's wrong about Brock Purdy. But Jared Goff and Tua, those are system quarterbacks. Yeah, and, and all these guys are making incredible throws. So, you know, I, I think what you think of as um, as a bus driver, we're kind of getting into semantics. Like, how exactly do you define that? Um, but, you know, it's they're not they're not Manning, Brady, Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. You know, I, I think Cam has a has a point like him, Lamar Jackson. They're dictating and attacking the defense with their legs. And that's, you know, what allowed both those guys to win an MVP. And maybe if you just go off the passing numbers, they compare. But I'm keeping the defensive coordinator up at night with my ability to run. And, um, you know, I I think maybe he, his bias is towards that. Like, you know, what are you doing to make to really go take place? But my final point, sorry if I'm holding the floor too long, is that I think most of the quarterbacks who have good offenses to play in don't have to try to do too much. <laughs> you know, like even Mahomes, ideally, 
Let me get 240 yards in 28 attempts and hand it off 20 times and we'll get out of here with a nice win. You know, that's you, you don't have to like you. You have to depend on your quarterback when you're in third and long all day, when you're down 10 points with eight minutes to go. That's when the quarterback has to go be Superman. NFL teams have figured out the game is to not turn it over and to scheme guys open. So I think, you know, brilliant offense lends itself to looking like a bit of a bus driver in people's minds. But I think you're doing the smart thing by not putting the ball at risk and trying to throw tight windows all damn day. I, I, don't, I don't even know. The, the conversation's a little I mean, It could little be good off quarterback thing. play, right? Yes. That's, disciplined, that's disciplined quarterback play. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what Cam's going with. There, I think he's trying to. I think he's trying to get a job, but he's getting his clicks. Yeah. So yeah, he's, that's he's what blowing the end up on social. Was, yeah. Everyone's talking about that today, including us. So uh, interesting there. Okay, we got the new New Heights podcast out. Of course, Travis and Jason Kelsey are going back and forth in regards to the greatest play that never was, uh, which some people are saying. Now, I do think that the touchdown from the Miami offensive lineman last year, Mister Hunt, when he somersaults into the end zone, is in contention. But that play that the Chiefs had that got called back for Tony being offsides was beautiful. Here are the fellas talking about the crazy lateral that didn't count. Have you ever thrown that far of a lateral? No. You just whipped that out on the spot. On the spot. It was like a perfect spiral. Like, how did you go from having it tucked to throwing a perfect spiral that fast? Dude, it was such a bang, bang. Like, I caught it, turned up field, saw the single high safety coming down, knew I had broke the contain angle of the guy chasing me. When I made the safety that was coming down to try and tackle, when I broke his angle, I knew it was two on one. He's the only guy on that side of the field. I know KT was over there from the route he ran saw him out of the corner of my eye in a lateral position in a position where I knew if I could get him the ball I knew he had space to score a touchdown what did Andy say when you got to the sideline I didn't talk to him (laughs) talk to him dude Dude. in retrospect could you imagine if that didn't work if that got tipped No, 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 no. Yeah, I could see Coach Reed just in my head. Come here. That is not something you see every day. Insane creativity. I went up to KT today, man. I told him, I was like, man, we had that place rocket. I was like, hey, man, we just have to do it again, big dog. I love KT. If we get the opportunity again, I'm going to throw that shit right into his chest again. He's one of the best players we got with the ball in his hands. You turn on the film, you watch what he does when the ball's in his hands. Everybody hating on KT right now, you can miss me with it. I'm trusting in one nine every time he's out there on the field. Mahomes is double down on it too. They, they are really defending Kandarius Tony. Travis Kelsey also talking about did he think Tony was lined up correctly? I guess do you always check with the official when you're lining up on the ball? I don't like to hover the line of scrimmage too much. But do you check to make sure that you're being counted as on the ball or you just kind of know? I'll more so check ball, check where the ref is, and then get on the line when you rewatch it that's what Kadarius did I think there's so much you can go down the road I think Dan Orvlowski shout out to Dio I think he made a great point of he was doing that the entire game he was kind of on the line of scrimmage and the refs didn't really say anything so how was Kadarius in his mind supposed to know that you know he's been off sides the whole game you know it's rough when a call gets whipped out that I haven't seen the tape. I don't know if that's true. I haven't seen Orlovsky talk about it, that Tony was lined up essentially offsides the entire game and getting away with it. But if that is true, it's unfortunate that, you know, when the game's on the line, there's a call like that made. But regardless, I hate to say this because, listen, we all make mistakes, but you just got to try and not put yourself in the position to get 
that call against you, right? Like, it's reality, yeah. In order to be on the line of scrimmage, all you have to do is essentially be breaking the hip line of the center. Center's okay. ass, yeah. So <laughs> there is a good amount of wiggle room. You can be on the ball and also not um, uh, in the neutral zone. It's easy for me to say, you know, I don't I, – I just put my hand on the ball. So. Yeah. For, for him – I mean, he's setting the line of scrimmage. Jason Kelsey isn't going to be off. But I, I did love the back and forth, them talking about that. There is video from the sideline angle of Tony going over and checking and waving at the side official to check and see, hey, am I on? Clearly, when you get the overhead view, he's definitely lined up off sides. But it's a shame that it happened. It's an incredible shame that it happened. I, I just I love his commentary about the play that he made impromptu with the, the yes. back pass. Yeah. We were all wondering, was it designed? Yeah. No, he just winged that yeah. sucker. I, I think with tight ends, like that sort of like sports IQ is m- maybe as important or more important in like measurable toughness and power. You know, uh, he wasn't a high draft pick either. He wasn't coming into the NFL thinking he's going to rip the NFL's head off. But there's just something to the I, I think because so much of it is in the middle of the field um, that it's almost like I, I, I don't know. There's there's an intangible there at that position. I, I think that makes it the most unpredictable one as far as projecting greatness from college to the pros. Okay, would you like an NFL draft free agent preview? We'll do both those things. Have a sports hodgepodge coming up as well here at 340. It's the G-Bag Nation on your home of the Cowboys, home of the World Series champion Texas Rangers here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Segments brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Franklin Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks and DFW. If you or a loved one has been in an accident, contact Franklin Frankel for a free consultation. It's 214 or 817-333-3333. Go online to truckwreck.com. Little uh, NFL draft, NFL free agency here. Is a, you know, a lot of teams are already looking at building towards next year, so a lot of this content's getting cranked. Obviously, the Cowboys have much bigger fish to fry, and that's the majority of our focus here. The Bills game is is now massive. It's such an exciting opportunity to go out there and on the road and get a win. I think that would be what officially would maybe set the t- town on fire in a in a bigger and greater way than we've seen in a long ass time. I I don't I you know thinking of uh, the Parcells years, 
Certainly, they were very close. They had 13-win season, but I, I don't know. I, I think going and getting this win and making it six in a row, boy, with, with the offensive adjustments they've made, like the belief might get in an all-time high. I'll tell you that uh, a 2016 season was pretty special. The run was, that yeah. Dak and Zeke and the others went on that. That was that got it was you, like 10 in a row. I mean, but you knew the defense wasn't good. But there were some huge wins along the way. Yes. Midway through the season, I think the Green Bay win for Dak. Then at the end of the year, they go to Pittsburgh. This this Buffalo yeah. game kind of reminds me of going, you know, you go into an AFC team that's, you know, it's up there and, you know, as far as should be a Pittsburgh caliber stuff, win. Yeah. Maybe also a statement type of win, like in 2014 when they went to Seattle, which was a yeah. tough place yeah. to go and yeah. win, where you're thinking, okay, this team's a little different because, I mean, it's similar to what, you know, Hellman, who lived in that building like you did yeah. for, for so many years, growing up a Cowboys fan my entire life, this just doesn't seem like one of those games the Cowboys win. You go to Buffalo against a big, strong quarterback that can run on you, and that's been kind of the Cowboys' Achilles heel defensively. And a good running weather. back. Yeah, yeah, you don't know how your quarterback's going to play if it does start to get a little cold and rainy because he doesn't have to deal with that a ton. There's so many question marks, and they're running the ball well. What have teams done well against the Cowboys when they beat them? They run on them, right? Yeah. So for me, there's a lot of mismatches in this game where it's not a game the Cowboys would typically win. If they do, yeah, I'm feeling really good about it. I mean, your run defense was so undisciplined against Arizona that they beat you with Dobbs and Connor. You know, this is the, precisely the game I picked the Cowboys to lose, right? You're up against a running quarterback and a good running back and a defense that's not horrible on the road. This is what you lose unless you've changed your identity. I mean, that's what we're going to see on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think they have changed their identity. And I think this is really other than uh, the San Francisco deal. I think this is the last sort of level that they can unlock to be like, okay, like this is you've sort of proven everything you can prove other than beating San Francisco. Yeah. And so doing it in uh, that type of environment where there's going to be some level of weather, you know, we'll see how bad it gets. But if it's a, a little windy, a little rainy and pretty cold at, at night versus a desperate team, that's a legit team. Yeah, if you win that game, all of a sudden it's like, my gosh, what what can't this team yeah, do? Yeah, this, this could happen. You could go to San Francisco and win. I think that'll be the take on Monday. Okay, 2024 NFL Draft Intel. News nuggets and what all 32 teams need. Mm. This is ESPN's NFL Nation. I'll just keep it here in the conference. Projected first-round pick number 30. That would be NFC title game. Oh, Dallas. Cowboys can look anywhere and everywhere for help in this draft. They will yeah. use free agency to fill holes, make sure they can choose the best player available, writes Todd Archer. Mm. But O-line, D-line, linebacker, corner, running back, and potentially wide out could be options. Cowboys have 16 players set to become unrestricted free agents. Tyron, Tony Pollard, Gilmore, Dorrance Armstrong, they likely won't be able to keep all of them, so hitting at those spots in the draft becomes a must. It's going to be huge. They they need a great draft, which they had in 2022, but 2023 was a disaster, Brian. Yeah, it sure was. And so, you know, they've, you know, Todd Todd threw a big old wide net. If you if I had to narrow it down, I would say probably linebacker would be right on my top of my list, and then I would look and think about the. They always can draft an offensive lineman, but I wonder now if you're thinking about having Tyron back. Yeah, you know? I think the he is going to be work. a coveted free agent. Ooh, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Uh, you know what his market looks like. I think you're right. They desperately will need a linebacker, 
doing just the early work we are on this class, yeah. I think the meat for the linebacker will be day two. I think second or third round is where you can address that. Maybe a Jalen Ford out of Texas who's a local kid from Frisco Lone Star. They'll be able to have him in at Dallas Day. But this first round is loaded with offensive linemen. Offensive linemen, yeah. I, I think won. this is the draft. You go linemen at the end of the first round, and you can take one of these tackles that can kick inside to guard. There's the Duke kid that played left tackle for them that has, I think, guard or center flexibility. There you go. But I think this is the draft. You come away with an offensive lineman. You keep replenishing that to make it a strength. Because you could lose Biotish, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Biotish is the free agent. So, yeah, I think going to the offensive line well. And I don't think you can – I mean, we all need to appreciate what we've received from Tyron this year. But banking on that year in, year out, that you're going to get double-digit games out of him at a high level is is extremely risky. Uh, with the Giants, the buzz is that uh, the GM has talked about studying quarterbacks. Um, the uh, ESPN's Football Power Index gives the Giants a uh, – 50% chance to land a top five pick at this point. You'll be able to get a quarterback outside the top five, though, won't you? There's enough enough of them that, yeah, you know, the, if they the, choose to do I that. I know I've looked at three. I've looked at Caleb Williams. I've looked at Drake May, and I've looked at uh, Jaden Daniels. And to me, I think Drake May reminds me of Eli Manning. Dumb as a, face? As a player. Is it his <laughs> face? or Better athlete, but similar skill set coming out of Mississippi. Hmm. Similar the way he throws the ball. Similar with there's times with the lack of accuracy. And I don't think he necessarily has a strong a strong arm. So if people are talking about Drake May as being the second guy, I don't think I would have it that way right now. I think it's gonna end up being Jaden Daniels. I watch, oh, yeah. I, I, I watch Daniels with neighbors, yeah. man. There's a lot to like about Jaden Daniels. The, the, the thing with Jaden Daniels will be people will not fall in love with how thin he looks. And they're going to have to struggle with that with Caleb Williams, too, because he's not your prototype size-wise. He's thicker, but he's shorter. Well, he's like 6'2". He's like 6015, which would be like really like 6'2", is what he would be. He's over a half. So that's 6'1 and a half. He, he looks bigger on tape. He looks because he's thicker, body wise, thicker. You talk about mobility, agility, arm talent. Oh, he's got he's got it all. It's unbelievable. With the Eagles projected first round pick twenty nine, they have nine picks, including two in the second, to supplement a playoff caliber roster. Secondary is likely to be a focus with Darius Slay and James Bradbury both over thirty. Okay, and then uh, I've always seen the one corner that would be Nate Wiggins from Clemson. The Commanders. Washington's direction with its first pick will be determined by how the organization views quarterback Sam Howell. Would you believe in Howell at this point? Well, no, because that's going to be a totally different coaching staff and maybe another general manager. Hmm. That's going to be a – that whole organization is going to have – they're not going to believe in that that quarterback. They're just not going to do it. Not with a chance to grab one of these other guys. Okay. uh, We also have uh, free agency rankings. And I think the good news here is you don't get a Cowboy until 14. So a a roster that might be picked to be in the NFC title game by a lot of people. Um, uh, You don't have a free agent until Tyron Smith there at 14. Salute to him for getting back to the player that, you know, he he was, uh, you know, at least he's at least in the ballpark of the guy that he was in pass protection. Mm -hmm. That's that's fantastic. Took a pay cut to stay with the Cowboys this year. I think they find something that makes sense here, guys. If Tyron Smith stays healthy the rest of the way, I think they will do some sort of a, a, a deal with some guarantee and some incentive based on games played. 
Absolutely. I mean, Broadus has talked about over the years, like Tyron Smith, it, it, when threatened of the idea of like being traded, it's like, I, I might just hang him up then. Like, that's, he just wants to be a Cowboy. The Cowboys exactly right. clearly want him around. Yeah. And if you were bringing him back after all these years where he was letting you down, and then this year he's actually being a super productive version and healthy version of himself, you know, to date, then it's like, it would make no sense to yeah. not bring him back with the way they've done it. You just have to practice him a lot less, it turns out. Those are the two injuries on the year in practice. Well, it just depends on, too, what they feel like with their with their backup offensive tackles. Do they yeah, How want, those guys are coming along. Yeah, yeah, you know, do they really want does you know. Awesome Richards awesome or whatever. Richards. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Let's go. They might have to go, you know, they might have to go the cheaper route for some of the contracts they've got coming up. Okay, the the the, the top three free agents in, in next March's class: Chris Jones, Kansas City; number two, Kirk Cousins; and number three, Josh Allen, the pass rusher. Uh, to give you an idea, number four is wide receiver uh, T. Higgins. I just wanted to talk about wide receiver position for the Cowboys. Where where do you guys view that going? Is is Cooks going to be? retainable is he is he you know going to you know go to that position uh spot late in his career where the the offers aren't there or will there there be a big market you know he's really come on strong I think Cooks is a very viable wide receiver I don't think the Cowboys are going to have much budget for the position though so I kind of see them keeping Lamb for sure I think Gallup's gone Mm -hmm. I don't know if Cooks is here but I think I think they'll go with draft picks and kind of what they have in house and maybe get a cheap veteran Maybe get a, a cheap veteran, but I think they're going to lean on Ferguson more and and start looking at Ferguson as a, hey, this is a very legitimate weapon that kind of counts how Kelsey and, and, and Gronk counted in New England. Which they should. I mean, I, I think you, you got Cooks back next year, uh, so you'll have him in, in CD, and then they're going to be looking. Oh, Jaylen, Cooks is under contract? Yeah, he's got yeah, one more year one left. One more year. Oh, cool. So, you, I mean, they're going to probably look at Jalen Tolbert. The question is, and we've talked about this yesterday, you know, what do you do with Michael Gallup? Is Michael Gallup somebody that you move on from? Can you save money by moving on from him? Do you look to trade him, potentially? But this is also, I mean, every year we're talking about it, it's kind of the golden age of wide receiver win right now. Yeah. I mean, we've I've watched three guys, Harrison Jr., Neighbors, and Keon Coleman. All three are absolute studs. I haven't even gotten to the two Texas kids that are coming out that I think are very impressive in A.D. Mitchell and Xavier Worthy. But if you want to address wide receiver in the draft, you'll be able to do so. Yeah, if you look at Dane Brugler's mock draft, I think he's got seven of them in the first round. Jeez. So, yeah, I mean, it's this is this is something pretty pre- – and the three that Zach mentioned – Coleman is a, from Florida State. Man, what a stud. Route runner. Catches Holy everything geez. that's thrown that's at That's the McDonald's kid. Game day. Oh, crushing he's, McDonald's. He's, yeah. And then there's and then, a Dunze, the Washington player. I yeah. mean, it'll be fun watching yeah. the, the college football semifinal. A lot of these guys we'll be talking about will be playing. Let me bring up a name to you. Uh, number 31, free agents here. 3.12 yards after contact per attempt in 2023. Has him in the 80th percentile, Wolchuk, which is good. He's, he's as good as four out of every uh, – one out of five that puts him in that special group. Um, he might fall off. He's old. It's Derrick Henry. We Ooh. talked about him last year. Didn't want to trade for him, I understand. But he's still getting it done in a big way. I think that's your, that's your big veteran. You draft a guy, your running game is amazing in 2024. I've been on that. I mean, technically, that's what Tennessee's doing right now. They drafted Tajay Spears, who I loved coming out of Tulane. And he's really working a 50-50 split. If you do move forward and you got a big bruiser in Derrick Henry and then you draft a guy that you like, uh, and we'll see, I mean, what happens with Deuce Vaughn's development or if they just view him as kind of a third-down scat type back. But, yeah, I I don't mind that plan moving forward because I think Pollard's probably going to end up commanding way more money than Henry would when you look at kind of the wear and tear. Pollard's numbers, this was crazy. I saw this from NFL Research. 
two running backs this season have 13 games or 50-plus scrimmage yards, it's Pollard and McCaffrey. Hmm. That's it. And He's I don't think a we lot. view Tony Pollard as having like some kind of outstanding season right now. But compared no. to other running backs, Tony Pollard's still been very productive. They've managed to pass it to him a lot. I think over the last month, he'd be on pace for like an 85-catch season. It's criminal that Kellen Moore did not figure out a way to get that involved, especially when before, before the injury. He could have taken over the NFL. Yeah. Could have had a damn Marshall Falk season, Brian. Yeah. Kellen Moore robbed that robbed that from us. Hodgepodge coming up next, Chief. Where are you taking us? Primetime show, hey, and today's meat question of the day next here in the nation. Yes, sir. Thank you, Lucius. It is the G-Back Nation here on The Fan. Uh, Eric Chiafalo has your sports hodgepodge. Here's the Chief. Okay, so Broadus celebrated a birthday yesterday. Don't think we made fun of him quite enough yesterday, to be quite honest with you. So I dug up a little something so we can do that today a little bit late, a little bit half-assed, but uh, that's what we do uh, here in the G-Bag Nation. Um, We got the the meat question of the day. I feel like the the prime rib conversation sparked something. We had the top 10 uh, cuts Mm -hmm. of meat yesterday, so we will get to that. But uh, I just saw that Shohei's number 17 Dodgers jersey set Fanatics all-time record for sales within 48 hours of release. Wow, goodness. Now, it's a different sport, but do you guys think you could pull the previous jersey sales record holder? It was Messi's 10 pretty for, recent. For okay, Miami wow. Damn you. Broadus, look at that. Miami. Those were everywhere. Pink ones. The pink one. The pink one, yeah. I would sharp. absolutely love one of those. And you know, when we were talking about last week or a couple weeks ago about Deion Sanders being the sports person of the Christmas year. Hint? No, okay. I would like to have one. I don't think they would find one my size, though. That's the problem. Those soccer, no, right. those soccer Tight fits. shirts are, yeah, they, man, you have to be in shape like Dawson to be wearing those. Oh, no, shoot. I'm not in shape. Yeah. You ain't seen nothing. Yeah, you got to like go, if you're like generally XL, you got to go like 3X well, on the, one of those. The problem oh, is. Oh, yeah, those, look, they, those can make you look bad. Have you guys yeah. noticed? I mean, yeah, I, I love my sweater from Waterburger, my Christmas sweater. Look good in it, man. That thing was a triple extra large. I thought I was wearing a, a tight fit shirt. It hugs I, you I, nice, dude. I know, no, I, those like, lovely lady lumps. It was like, yeah. Was, humps. Like, you know what? Bennett took the sweater from me. Like, for him. Bennett, Bennett's like, Oh, no, Dad, let me see this. You tried on. Oh, I'll see you later. He just <laughs> yeah. walked out with and it on. It, yeah, and it was like a triple extra large. And I was thinking. Jeez. I, Put on that order, freshman 20, didn't he? No, he's no, he's like. When no, you, Bennett's when, still looking good. When you order shirts, it's like you order him a felt. large, slim shirt. But yeah. the, for some reason, I don't know how I put that sweater on. If it, if it it looked fine on, him. I think I mean, you're overrating uh, how big you've gotten, Brian. I you're still yeah you're still a, a lean mean yeah, shape, whatever marathon shape. You guys can just like kiss my. Ass. His birthday was yesterday, guys. Yeah. We can yeah. crush him today. Yeah, we'll get to that sound here in a second. But um, well, I just want to see him be a doubtfire. Oh, we're, we're gonna we're yeah. gonna butter him up till he wears the Mrs. Doubtfire. Costume. He'll be doing it. I swear, I want to get hammered when we go on remotes. That's the one I want to do with the toe. Well, you, I mean, you might need a. That's, that's what you keep putting off your payoffs. We need to get a payoff. I'm hungry for one, Brian. Going okay. on remotes makes me want to get hammered too, Brian. I don't blame you. <laughs> Can you smell the liquor? <laughs> so Colorado's. I might uh, just cook for you guys to kind of get out of this thing for a well, while. You know, that's, that's, that's not fair to the listeners. Chicken pot Brodus. pies for everybody. Gosh, don't tempt me. With I do want time. one of those pot pies. Love your pie. So uh, Colorado's going to launch a Coach Prime marketing course for students. That's insane. Hey, by the way, I talked to Bennett about this at uh, brunch yesterday. He's taking a class this next semester, the history of college football. What? That's I, a class? I am paying for a class I at the wish. University of Texas called the history of college football. You should football. be teaching that thing, man. I tell you what, I wish they had that when I 
So if you want to learn about that, come, come sit when, in the living room. When you walked into college, did they have that? And then no. you walked out, you turned around I had to take right art back. history. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had to take music history. Yeah. yeah. Brutal. But it was an elective that he has. It's it's part of it. It's the history of college football. I, I loved it. I loved it's to amazing. be to go to that class. The 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 internal Q rating, uh, personally, for the University of Texas just skyrocketed. Man. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. College of Media Communication and Information, University of Colorado Boulder, CMCI 4021, Primetime Public Performance and Leadership, Tuesdays and Thursdays. He teaches? He's NIL and uh, all sorts of different things. I mean, they got a nice little rundown of what they're going to do, helping college athletes and oh, stuff wow. like that prepare for their careers and stuff. He will, in fact, not be teaching it. That was oh. my biggest question. Uh, it looks like they will have um, – he, he will be a focal point in the coursework, which makes a ton of sense, but they will have a variety of media experts, as they put it, um, that will be teaching this class. Okay. So it's sort this, of guest, guest speaker kind of class. Okay. I don't know. That would be fun. It's just teaching his college – uh, athletes or is this teaching regular students uh it sounds like it's geared more towards athletes not okay. necessarily just football okay. players that's what I'm saying. so the lady basketballers who upset my lsu lady basketball team they get to learn this course yeah because it says it'll focus on helping college athletes explore how to manage their time in college there prepare for career manage their celebrity and well, all these different all, things man. so yeah, yeah i mean he's the, he's the prototype he's that's seen it all no question about it um, okay, let's get to let's get to the meat question of the day. Um, how do you guys feel about this? Because I've actually I've I've done it this way, not personally, but I've eaten it and it's worked out. I'm talking about ribs and I'm talking about the way you go about cooking them. Obviously, you want to smoke them. You're about to tell me the crockpot way, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, it's gone viral. Apparently, some gentleman in a, an office Christmas party who raised his hand and said, "Yeah, I'll be that guy to provide the meat." He provided ribs that were first boiled before Ooh, yeah. they were like seared, yeah. I yeah. guess, on the yeah. grill. Yeah. And he's just getting crushed for it. And I'm, I feel bad for Is him. A, I've never seen that be done yeah. before. I've seen it's probably like a family you, recipe. You boil first and then put on the. I'm grill? just saying, is that a is like, that just to warm up the temperature? Is that it? a foul? Like, now, is I, he committing a penalty here? You a know massive what? one. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. But I, I tell you what, I've been watching people cook these hams. And people boil the hams. Ham's before. different though, because you're not. You don't need to smoke ham. It's not. That's not like a barbecue item. You know. Yeah, but man, some smoked ham is. Yeah, I mean, but everybody I'm watching, like Pittman and all these guys, are double smoking because these these hams you're buying are already smoked, mm. and now these guys are adding more smoke to it. Well, uh, so, but the, this one guy and and, and you it, still you it still was can't boil a British ribs. guy. No. It was it was a European it's, boil the ham guy. Well, he's probably a bigger idiot than these guys then because. <laughs> The deal is, is when you smoke meat, if uh, the meat has been uh, already taken to a temperature of about 140 degrees, yeah. it doesn't absorb the smoke anymore. You need like raw flesh meat to absorb the smoke. So usually when you're cooking, it's only really taking on that smoke for the first couple, two, three hours. And then you wrap and then you do the extra stuff mm-hmm. to make sure it's falling off the bone if you want to do that, you know, Um so, yes, this is a huge mistake. Um, you know, I, I think you feel sorry for those husbands that do that, you know, that, that go either show up at a work event or send that food with their wife to her work event. Okay. Yeah. You know? 
you, now you could make it somewhat decent if you strip all that meat off the bone and doll it up with some barbecue sauce and some seasoning and, and mix that all around. It might still make some pretty decent sliders. It's going to want a little sweet baby rays on there. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, that's tough. I, I do feel bad for the guy who feels like, hey, I'm doing a great service for my, my colleagues. You know, I'm showing up with the main entree of the night for the holiday party. I'm about to be sort of the MVP. Yeah. I'm so high five and folks. Everyone's thinking they got ribs. Then you're getting side like, high. Yeah. 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 That's oh, just okay. potato. So Sad. all he did was boil the ribs. That no, was it. He boiled them and then the seared way them. the way I read it here is he just like gas grill seared them. Like he this is a guy who doesn't have a smoker, I guess, or doesn't have the patience or the ability yeah. uh or the means, whatever it is. So it's like boil and then and then grill. So, I don't know. He's getting crushed for it. I wasn't really sure. I have consumed uh, ribs that were this way um, before my palate really developed, and I, I was I was devouring them. And I think I even said compliments to the chef. So, I, I might just be way <laughs> off base here. I thought you were going to tell me that, that he cooked them like in a slow cooker. You know, where they fold it around the edges of they the do that too. Yeah. The, the slow cooker. Like a crock pot? Yeah. yeah. Rib? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So, my, my aunt, she owns a restaurant in Indiana. That's how she makes ribs. Cooks them fast that way, right? And the family loved it. Yeah. You know? Okay. Until I smoked them some ribs Texas style. <laughs> yeah. And they're yeah. like, wow, I can't believe Angie Nan thinks she's making ribs right. <laughs> uh, well, let's make fun of Broadus just real quick here. Uh, speaking of food, we go back to just a few weeks ago at AT&T Stadium. The uh, offensive lineman burrito was delivered by the folks at Legends, and Broadus couldn't get enough of this thing. Always getting it done. And I'll tell you what, you eat one by yourself. You're not going to eat for two days. Yeah, yeah, that that's thing true. It's like a small, it's like a loaf of, I mean, just the size of a, like a loaf of bread. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's a big hunker of a, I it's mean, special. words can't even describe how big and nice that is. Happy birthday, Broadus. We love you, brother. Really big and nice. I'll tell you what, man, that burrito was good, though, wasn't it? It was a big hunker. It was a big hunker burrito. <laughs> words can't even describe how big and nice that is. I couldn't, I just, there were so many words <laughs> coming into my head, and they were all wrong. Every yeah. one of them. Oh, I could not get a vivid. right word. <laughs> that's weed. That's yeah. weed. By the way. <laughs> well done, buddy. That's the he last... complimented the, the burrito's vascularity at one point. It was, it, was, it was really insane. By the way, that's the last time you're ever wearing my coat in a cold way. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, God. It could have gotten way worse for you yesterday. <laughs> I was going to get you your own sideline parka, but not now. <laughs> not now. No, I was going to get you the messy wow. jersey, so we're even. <laughs> that's that's what, a story I need the rest on and some follow-up questions. I can't believe you gave Chief your coat. Yeah. Wow. I was I was cutting glass. Well, I looked like Jennifer Aniston and I, Friends. I'm just and what did you have gosh, left? I, love that I, I had on my vest and a long sleeve <laughs> shirt. But the, I looked over at him and and he went to break and literally he was shaking so violently. Yeah. I I, I just took it off. I go, man, this guy he, he's he's the host of the show. Take it off. If, yeah. if if he goes down, I'm having to host. This wow. thing is not going. And how much show did you have left? Two hours. Oh my goodness. I sat there. Yeah. I stood up though. It helped me. I kind of. I kind of put my hands in my pocket and kept moving, you know, and I'm watching the Philadelphia fans come up and just start yelling at us. Right Feet, off. Feeds of strength, you know. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he's sort of a, he really embraces you in a good way. What a, but he's, he's what the, a friend, too. What a friend, teammate yeah. of the year, and uh, I'm forever indebted. Yeah. I think that might actually make up for uh, making Woolchuck leave game one, actually. The college uh, football trip and that for your damn gesture self. towards the nosebleed boys. Man, I made you holy. Give me a damn <laughs> definitely, a- definitely. I'm, I'm ready to forgive you for what you did to Walchuk. So, for whatever that means. Hey, I tried to get him a ticket. That, I got him a ticket to the Big 12 no, game. I, I tried to help. Went above That's and true. beyond. That's true. I, I, I had a trip organized to Arizona. We could have been there for the clincher game. That's right. We had it. Oh, we had gone. it. 
But Man. hey, uh, really need I you guys to step up and say we'd have done the show. Yeah, you yeah. guys go. You guys are acting like you couldn't do five hours. You two doing the show? Are you insisting any? Yeah. I mean, World Series. World... I'd have been more than happy to if somebody yeah. asked me, yeah. so you guys could go. We did. But Damn you, it! You guys somebody turned told me it down. Asked. Dawson's like, I don't see that happening. <laughs> I, I don't see that. Happening. <laughs> Not today. No. Yeah, you're trying to blame me for I, this. I'm blaming you for all this. That's a good move, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Not going to point the fingers, but Dawson, you're a problem. <laughs> Finger pointing. <laughs> we got to run. Mixed bag coming up next. Wolchuk, what's this all about? Mark Wahlberg crashes a frat party. Who would you like to have crash your party? We got nuggets on the ice, and how long would you wait for a burger? That's next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.